Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. What did we like today, Andy? Well, we had a chat about last night's game. Brentford, very exciting. Uh, we spoke to a bloke who's come up with a boxing manager, like football manager, uh, which is a good, fun thing to do. Rupert, we had a chat with Rupert Bell about a new show on TV that we think he's perfect for. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, and just general chat. Yeah, usual old rubbish. Anyway, here it is. We hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And what a game last night at Griffin Park. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. And uh, full credit to Swansea. It was a terrific match. I mean, you know, mm. they got that goal and it made a very nervy last 10 minutes. It was very, very exciting. And, uh, uh, you know, it was it was, a, it was a thriller. And after the match, I, uh, I watched the new Netflix show on the branch of a royal family from Brentford, The Cliff Crown. It's really good. I is recommend it, it. Is it good? OK, you've got, you've got to have a fair... I mean, even... Probably he was on Nat- with Jim this probably morning. Probably Natalie is the only person who <laughs> Nat- got that. I he was think. on with Jim this morning, I yeah. claim. I'm claiming that one. Uh, but I was watching in delay and uh, texting at the same time. I was texting Martin Kellner about something, about, in fact, about uh, the Sonny Liston story. Oh, Excellent. yeah, I'm not, I've recorded it. I've not watched it. It's fantastic, it yeah, very, very, very good. good. So I was, saying, I was asking him whether he'd seen it and everything. And he sends me one back, and I'm, he doesn't realise I'm watching today, and he goes, oh, no, uh, Swansea have scored. And I went, oh, yeah, thanks. So I had to wait <laughs> nine minutes for it to come along. <laughs> Tremendous. A real, quite, at least Stuart Pearce, it was only 30 seconds. Yeah. But never mind, what can you do? That's the way it goes. I do love footballers, their lack of self-awareness. Right. Uh, Kepper there, it says, uh, report this morning, Kepper believes he's being made a scapegoat for the team's wider problems in Lampard's first year as head coach. You think, come on, mate, just look at the stats. You're not a scapegoat. You just, if you stop the ball, that would help. That would be a start, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Alex was uh, making the point. Alex Crook in, in uh, Jake's bulletin mm. and talked to Jim earlier on. He thinks it's unlikely he's, he's making the point that Chelsea could come in, but they would have done it in January to hijack the Ake deal because they've got yeah, first they, shout. They right? had first shout at 40 million, so City know that, so they've gone 41 and they'll get him. They'll get the player. I mean, he's a good player. He's a, he's very good distributor of the ball. He's, he's in, you know, I'm not 
entirely convinced of his defensive qualities, but you know, at City you don't have that much defending to do, so maybe you know, yeah. and he will have the ball and he'll, he'll be useful with it. I see they're going back to Brentford. If they do go through, and I, you know, my season ticket comes off in the Premier League and all that thing, when we play Chelsea, mm. when we too play Chelsea, I've got a thing now. When we too play us, you see, because I've got two teams. Oh, week, okay. I won't be able to go. I've worked it out. My my son will have to take my seat. Why? Because if I'm sitting there... Here the Brentford fans. Yeah, amongst the Brentford fans, and Werner sticks one past David Rea, <laughs> I'm in a difficult position. You're going to go up, aren't you? Well, I think I might. Well, people will... I mean, you know, look, you know, you're not a superstar, but enough people will know you when you start going to Brentford <laughs> to know not, you're not Andy Jacobs, the Chelsea fan. <laughs> well, you're not, are you? No, There's no, no disrespect. I'm no Rita Ora. That doesn't come as a shock to you, but you're yeah. not. But there will be people who recognise you. So every time you're at a game... Yeah, and they're going to be saying, "Oh, it's not going well for you." Chelsea are doing well, aren't they? And they're yeah. going to want to talk a bit of Chelsea. Well, I don't mind that, but but, but the actual, you know, when yeah. both teams are playing each other, that could be quite tricky. It was interesting though last night after Sunday's debacle. We got the Premier League officials. We got Chris Kavanagh and uh, uh, Sean Massey running the line there, mm. and uh, it's interesting because the first tackle by Delsgaard was worse than the Rico Henry one, and. Although Keith Stroud thought it was fine, he rang me up. He said, there's nothing wrong with that one He, did, he, he always yeah. rings you, does the old yeah. Keith. Now, I want to get the listeners going yeah. on something. This was mm. a thing that popped up on social media today. And uh, it's a guy in the States. His house sort of backs onto a golf course. A lot of people's mm. do, but normally there's a big fence or a wall. But in this case, it's just a kind of picket. It's a kind of fence you can see through. Yeah. And he obviously lives on the golf course. That's nice. So it was filmed by his family, but he does this every time a golf ball lands in their garden. Uh, and one of the family filming it from upstairs, a funny little video, it says, when someone hits a golf ball in our backyard, my dad goes and lays next to it like he's been hit on the head. <laughs> That's a brilliant one. So the golfer comes up to look for their ball and he's lying there unconscious. <laughs> and just as they get there, he starts going, oh. And then sort of stands up rubbing his head like he's just been knocked out by while he was in his Has garden. he got a credit card machine? Does he take payment <laughs> for compensation? Well, in, in America especially. But I thought, what a, what a crap. The family know he does it. So they obviously saw a golf ball come in the garden and it's far enough away from uh, it's, mm. it's probably shots so they sort of shank off the fairway so it gives him time to get out there lay down and for them to film it mm. so um, if we just wondered if there, you or anybody you know always had that kind of recurring wind up that would work to that extent I mean I think you'd be pushing it now to, to get a payout from anybody but the look of concern on this the golfer mm. who comes who looks like Ricky Fowler it probably isn't but he comes along and <laughs> well, he looks, you would be concerned. looks really scared looks like he's brained it's, him it's you know, a bit horrible really it's a bit of a rubbish thing to do to people it's quite funny but on yeah. the other hand the person approaching him thinking that he's killed this bloke it's a bit, it's a bit of a horrible feeling for him really isn't okay, it well, trust me to take the laugh out of it really. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm it, not a big fan of that practical joke is it humor, all that oh Seven one seven double two. Should this man be banned? I say should. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We turn to a new app, new sporting app to while away the hours. Um, it's Boxing Manager. What about that? Yeah. Uh, and it comes from a very good stable. Someone who was involved in the very early days of the brilliant Championship Manager game. Uh, he is uh, the creator of this. It's uh, Alex Deacon. Alex, good afternoon. Afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, so I see. I went and checked out the graphics and stuff on the App Store today. It's looking good. So talk talk us through the game. Yeah, so it's a sequel to a game that we released a few years ago called World Title Boxing Manager, which is the kind of first simulator boxing manager game for iPhone. Um, it creates, you know, you can imagine. It's, imagine Championship Manager 2 or 3, one of those early versions, but sort of transplanted into a sort of boxing world where mm. you start as, 
you know, somebody like Swindon, the equivalent of Swindon Town or something like that as a boxing stable, signing, you know, very young, raw boxers, developing them, matchmaking them, watching the fights, working the corner, going up the rankings. You know, as you'd imagine, you know, it simulates a world of boxing. Are, are these fictional? Are they not? These aren't real boxers, are they? They're these no, unlike championship no. manager. No, so, I mean, unlike we, we haven't got the resources to take on the copyright and trademark guys like championship manager and football manager, but at the moment, they're each world that's in every game, so every time you make a new game in the app, that generates thousands of new unique boxes unique to that game, and then it plays out from there, kind of like a story. Mm. How many, I mean, making up fake boxers' names must have been fun. Oh, Mike, Mike Fison. Is it, or is it a bit like one of those? Is it Mike Fison? Tyson Bury. No, it's not, it's not, it's not that set up, is it? And so what we did, I actually, we, we got a guy to sit in a room in, out in the West Country for about six months on his own and copy every single net, that, seriously, and take every single name of every Christian or first and second name of every single boxer in mm. the world, put them into the countries, and then we mash them up in there. So you might wow. get a... Yeah. no. So it looks great. It looks absolutely fantastic, but you get some really funny mixes, let's say, particularly in the UK. Okay, all right. If you have yeah, a few Rockies in there, I would you, imagine. Fair few Rockies. You, yeah, yeah, you'll get some Rocky Khan. Sugar and, Ron um, Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> Ali Fury, this kind of thing. So, oh, okay. Say, I mean, that's cool. And you can take them from the very beginning and uh, to the very heights of fighting in your back garden in Brentwood. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the real high point. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you take them all the way. So you, you, the idea with it is, is you know, you, you, you pick up a young fighter or sort of a few, you build gyms, and you can build gyms all over the world. So if you want to build some in England, mm. US, Mexico, Philippines, I mean, you can even build them in Nepal, I was looking at earlier oh. on, but you can wait a long time for a Nepalese heavyweight champion. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so... It's very open-ended. You start a game, the game never ends. Fighters come and go. You go through their whole careers with them. They then travel on into other sort of parts of the game. And you try and make the game as much like real boxing, you know, sort of ruleless, sort of lawless world as possible. Yeah. That's the aim of the game. What's the take-up been so far? Are you pleased with it, the way it's going? So the first game was went amazingly well. We we didn't think we'd do anything because it it's you know it's pretty niche in its own mm. way. Boxing's mm. you know there's lots of people would love us to do an MMA game, which you know I'm a fight fan, so I, I've got no interest in MMA. Um, so that went it, it went miles better than we could possibly anticipate. But you know I learned skills from places working at Betfair and such like and how to sell games. So. It's it's gone well enough that we can do a second one, and I think we can keep going now, you know. Forever. And finally, the the kind of graphics when you watch the fights, when you watch your fighters fight. What what is that? Is that is that a sort of text only breakdown of the fights? How does that work? It's text and stats only at yeah. the moment, but I think we're probably within. You know, I mean, it took championship manager ten years nearly to get to some moving dots on the screen. I think we'll get there a lot faster, maybe one or two years. But it should be like listening on the radio for me. I mean, I grew up listening to boxing on the radio, on Radio 2, so... Right. For me, How dare like, you? Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So I wonder yeah. if if you've got like is Kim Kalstrom really good? I imagine he is. If it's anything like the early <laughs> days of Championship Manager, you've got to sign the boxer Kim Kalstrom because uh, he always did very well in that. Well, look, uh, good to talk to you, Alex. Thanks very much. Best of luck with the Thanks game. Thanks very much. Cheers. Go and check out Boxing Manager if uh, if you like the the kind of you want to take a boxer from mm. from the very start from the back streets of Guadalajara to uh, Mandalay. Uh, that sounds fun. I mean, I think, you know, people love these games. Don't they? Yeah, it's on the App Store today. Um, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Um, Andy, is there anything you want to tell us? I like the the England uh, batting lineup. It does remind me, it's a bit Brian Badonde, isn't it? It's a Brasto, Branton, and Billings. Bah. <laughs> it, it is a. It is a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, congratulations to, uh, what's her name now? Yes. Camilla, no, Carla Molinaro. A oh, brilliant yeah. achievement. She's 36. She ran, she set the record from running from Land's End to John O'Groats, doing so in 12 days, 30 minutes and 14 seconds. Not bad, because it was uphill. Yeah. I always think that. I would, don't you think you that, can do it either way, can't you? Well, yeah. I would have said, don't you think that's downhill? John O'Groats to Land's End, whereas Land's End to John O'Groats is uphill. Right, okay. No? I don't know. I'm really giving it much thought. I don't <laughs> it think he does. Like it. I mean, what, give it much thought. Really, Andy, so we'll I ask, have. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask Leeds players are on holiday. Do you see that? They're celebrating. They yeah. all went to uh, where did they go? They went to Ibiza for Montero, uh, celebrating the promotion. But I guarantee you, Bielsa wasn't with them. You he's don't think he would have gone. He's in a home and watching videos of all the Morrison's. Premier League. Yeah, he will teams. be. <laughs> you can imagine, can't you? He'll go back to the last time Leeds were in, in the top flight and he'll be watching old videos there, see what mm. went wrong. That's a good documentary. Leeds and Bielsa are fascinating. I watched that last Friday night. Oh, okay. Excellent. That's we'll on re- Sky, is it? Sky. Yeah. It's a Sky documentary. Okay. Yeah. It's all really right. good. Yeah, go and check that out. Poch takes a big part in it. He's interviewed. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, I remember when I interviewed Poch, I asked him, I said, how do you think Bielsa would do in the Premier League? And he obviously thought he would do very well, you know. He well, said, I think he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he would do a good job. You know, he's a great manager. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's head uh, to glorious Goodwood then. I'm living up to its name today, looking at the little video Rupert sent out uh, earlier on. Looks absolutely fantastic. Good afternoon, Rupert. I don't know if you saw this, Rupert, but as a fan and a commentator, an expert on eventing, uh, you'll be interested in this new TV show from Fox TV, Dancing with Horses. I think it's been on before, hasn't it? Well, Gosh. I don't think so. It's a pilot. It's oh, been is it really? Yes. Oh. Producer, you will know this woman, Claudia Rosenkrantz. Oh, yeah. Uh, said of filming with a former rail, uh, royal, rather. She was filming with Sarah Ferguson. Uh, she was wonderful to work with, blah, blah, blah. She says, it's been eight years in my head trying to get these horses dancing. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'm thinking, yeah, since you watched Dressage in 2008, <laughs> 2012, rather. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I'm not aware of this, but Dancing with Horses, I need to check this pilot it out. Um, yeah. doesn't grab me immediately, but um, I, I yet to be convinced. I need to um, yeah. find out more. But um, so what is it in America? Or is it this well, big... Fox TV is America, but I presume yeah. she, being made she used to be head of entertainment so, at ITV. I mean, yeah. Just the idea of getting a horse in a clinch for, for <laughs> the Argentinian Foxtrot. <laughs> well, it's so difficult, wouldn't it, Rupert? Well, really? And the jive. I mean, you can only imagine what it'd be like. Well, uh, I'll tell jive. you what, I'm not going to do the Paso Doble, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, I think that you want to check the hoofs of the horse first of all before you do that now I'm dancing I mean I I do cover a bit of dressage in my time and that that is spectacular but um, maybe for TV purpose, they have had reality TV programs with horses um, back in the day um, with, with the late Tim Stockdale very much involved with it. And that was, I think, in the early noughties. They had this show. They got celebrities to see if they could show jump. Yeah. So it has been done before, but a variation on a theme. It's a shame, Rupert, because they've gone, uh, Claudia Rosencrantz, who've got a great pedigree here, was involved in Millionaire and was... Uh, <laughs> yes. Ashleen B played her in the, uh, in the did, quiz, yeah. didn't Absolutely, she? Yeah, yeah. We pitched the Claudia without great success over yeah, the years. She was, nice, she was very nice. She was always very honest. You mm. knew where you stood. She was oh, yeah. she was very good and she obviously knew her stuff. But um yeah, the this idea is they've gone quite route one. They've gone to Sarah Ferguson. And I would right. argue that mm. you'd know more than Sarah Ferguson oh, about yeah. the merits of dressage. And, I, and is it a shame yeah. that we should maybe send mm. Rupert's showroom to Claudia Rose? Yeah, I think the Rupert would be Because good for this I'd show. love Rupert to get big in America. I think it'd be a bit like Sam Metaface doing strictly, you know, the dancing on ice thing. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I don't mean him do I mean him as a judge, oh, as yeah. a kind of Simon Cowell like hard hitting <laughs> judge. Well, but then if he lived in LA and he was became big on American telly, he'd have he'd have loads of work done, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd well, have that really he'd have a permanent LA tan. Posh Len, he'd have that, Len Goodman. That really stretched face. Right. We'd see loads of, we'd say we knew Rupert when he was nobody. Yeah. Well, what I think I was, I was wear some jeans and I'll open my shirt buttoned low <laughs> yeah. uh, and just see how that looks. No, okay. You'd have to play up the English gin mm. and, and your friendship with the royals and, mm. and the queen and, and, oh, and, 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 you'd, and they'd have oh, those great packages. I've got a theme tune for the show. Rupert well. Bell is an old English gent <laughs> and, and they'd have you having tea <laughs> and yeah. stuff and wearing oh, a monocle oh, with your that. shooting stick and your breeches on. It would be, be nice. They'd really play uh, it up. They'd, they'd love you, the Americans. And with Rupert. my whip in my hand. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> 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 It'd be fantastic on uh, American telly. Leslie Phillips, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my theme tune. Come into the Dujardin Maud. Uh, that's, that's oh, very good, <laughs> Andy. Oh. <laughs> nice, nice new tune there to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Rupert, we'll catch up with you later. Thanks very much. Oh, his coffee's choking now. He's choking. That won't play well in America. <laughs> they won't like that. They won't like the coughing. Yeah, they won't coffee let you in. No wonder they're taking his temperature. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, it'd been great, wouldn't it? And he'd, start, he'd have this kind of... Of, suddenly, within about a month, he'd, he'd well, have this you, kind of mid-Atlantic you, you accent a, when he spoke to you her. You should give her a ring. <laughs>
<laughs> you know better than I do. I mean, I you're know. the person to make the call, really. I mean, uh, we've got this guy, Rupert Bell. He'd be a fantastic I'll judge. Be, you could really great, sell yeah. him. He's quite rakish. Yeah. He's a bit of a character. You could, you could put him in jumpers. He's sort of Doreen Williams of the 2000s. Isn't it Doreen? I don't think it's Doreen. <laughs> well, it Doreen Williams is somebody who used to go to the bingo with my <laughs> nan. <laughs> How do you know Doreen? She's a lovely woman. Lovely woman, yeah. She just smoked Capstan full strength. Hands like a bunch of bananas. <laughs> lovely woman. Lovely woman. Anyway, uh, dead now, I believe. Oh, no. um, well, you know, it's not breaking news, is it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I fancied Brentford last night. It's very unusual for me, but before the game, I said to Sue, uh, I thought, I've got a feeling Brentford are going to win tonight. And it turned out And then did she, did she tell you why she didn't think that was going to happen? You looked at the merits of the Swansea <laughs> she did. front line. She often does. She loves me talking to her about football. This <laughs> No, not at all. She just glazes over but lets me have a rant and then it goes on for about five minutes. A bit minutes. like me, really. And then she'll go, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did you see the uh, top ten celebrity energy bills? And uh, a bit of sporting in- interest in there. Top ten celebrity energy bills? Yes. Uh, I won't play the music, but... the do they get the access? to them. I don't know. I agree with you. I have no idea. But anyway, the Queen, uh, hmm. her annual energy costs are one million one hundred and twenty-seven thousand. She wants to use switch, doesn't she? Nine hundred and forty-two quid. Get a bit of a dizzy. Yeah. yeah. Silver. Get a bit of silver surfing. Know, lights in. off, love. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, Elton Johnny's up there, which allowed them all to say "socket man." Every paper had the same headline. <laughs> socket man. They had the same headline. Uh, first, and the sporting people, uh, uh, Wayne and Colleen Rooney, with a quite hefty fifteen thousand nine hundred. £160. Kids, innit? Young kids. Yeah. Uh, Turn that light off. I know. All, day, all the, night you would have been getting that. Whereas the Beckhams, whose children are a bit older, perhaps they've used to turning off the lights. They were at number nine at 11,395. But then Lewis Hamilton, so another yeah, sporting... Quite uh, frugal. Well, because he's never there, is he? Oh. So he's only on 6,817, which is quite a lot considering he's, you know, travelling abroad. 40 weeks a year. Isn't that a kind of... Unless he leaves his lights on for the burglars, that's possible. Should you be able to just publish... Should you be able to leave a... He'll have timers, will he? He'll have timers, I would think. He's gone down B&Q and bought a job lot of timers. Probably has, yeah. Yeah. I don't know well, how they found that. fascinating, Andy. Well, I thought you'd like that. Did you know today is the mm. anniversary? I was telling you in the break earlier, so I know you do know. The anniversary of the uh, Uruguay winning the first World Cup in 1930. Oh, yeah. And the star, who's good at this sort of stuff, they actually did a <clears throat> whole list of facts you never knew about the 1930 World Cup. Right, for, for the, some of their older readers. Well, I suppose for their younger readers as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People, what the, interesting facts do you have, well, Andy? The Romanian team, for example, was personally picked by King Carol II. So in those days, you, your royal family would pick the team. Wow. Well, I think, you know, with uh, Prince William, he's quite into football. Yeah. Advising Garrett. It's good for Jack Grealish. He's always going to start if Prince William's picking the England team. Uh, Juan and Mario Evaristo oh, of yeah. Argentina became the first They brothers. went into the double glazing business, didn't they? <laughs> I remember them. I remember them too, yeah. Um, F- Fernando Paternosta, bit of a square, of Argentina, oh, was the first player to miss a penalty yeah. in the match against Mexico. Wow. And Bert Paternold, you're right. That's his name, Bert Paternold of the United States, scored the first hat trick on July the 17th against Paraguay. But it wasn't until 2006, 22 years after his death, that he was finally credited with a hat trick oh. that had first gone down as an own goal. 
his first goal. Gone it took a while to deliberate I know, about that. It's good to him, really. Well, we're meeting again next Wednesday. We're having another look at it. This is at 1946, <laughs> 1958. Yeah. And then we met twice in the 70s. And it wasn't really until 2006. The 19- we, got the, we got the definitive angle on it. 1930 yeah. goals. 56 panel. years later. And um, the following day after Uruguay won was declared a national holiday in Uruguay. While the country's consulate in Argentina was attacked by an angry mob. So no change there then. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Well done to the daily staff of those. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We're back tomorrow. We'll have uh, Martin Kellner and the clips of the week and more live racing, etc., etc. Hopefully, you can join us. Is anything else, Andy? Is that... no, that's it. You're done? done. Okay, fantastic. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. And thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. 